But I wanted to switch over to this point about Steven Silas because I was watching and, you know, we were all there for that final game. Um, I, I didn't stay for post game, but I was noticing all of the quotes and videos that you guys were doing. And it was a lot of talk of Silas. And I guess I hadn't thought about it before the end of the game, but in that context of, hey, this could be Silas's last home game. Probably more than likely is his last home game. Um, it would be actually, I guess, a, a somewhat of a surprise if it's not. Um, and, and, and so, of course, you guys talk to the players about that and they voice their support for Steven Silas. I wanted to kind of give you the floor on just what the impression you got from the players and how they feel about Silas, where his stand, where we are with him right now. We already know how a lot of people who probably listen to this podcast feel about that situation. Um, but just in terms of the people that are actually involved and that know him, you were able to talk to them. What did you, what did you kind of sent from them? Well, Silas brought up his contract before the game on Tuesday, which, I mean, it kind of came out of the blue where he, he said that, yeah, this is, I, I have a three-year contract. This is my last home game of three years. And you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, I, I think that we, and he also said that he hadn't spoken to Rafael Stone or the Fortitas about his future, which, I mean, I think that we can probably read the writing on the wall with this is that he's probably yeah. not going to return. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if that actually does in fact come to fruition uh, on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whenever. But I think that that would be that. I think that that's probably the expectation that every, that most people will have. Um, and to the play, you know, I, I do think, cause I asked Kevin Porter jr. This um, after practice today, I said, would you like to see Steven return? And he said, of course. And so, you know, I, I think that within the locker room, there is a, an incredible amount of respect for Silas and for the relationships that he's built and for the way that he has really set them up for the future. I don't think that anyone could have won more game. You know, well, I shouldn't say anyone. I don't think that you could have who, the best coach in the NBA is probably who Eric Spolster at this point, yeah. you could have given Eric Spolster this roster and they maybe win two, three more games, maybe. But what you have seen on the floor this season is what they expected. They did not expect to be a good basketball team. They expected to lose a lot of games, which is why before the season started, they did not make any, you know, grand proclamations about winning more games or we're going to compete for the play-in or we're going to win, you know, 10 more games than we did last year. Nobody did that. They said we are going to be hard to play against. That was the big thing. It wasn't we're going to win more, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. No, we're going to be hard to play. And at times they were, and at times they weren't. And, you know, when they started the season 2-12, and 12, I know from a front office standpoint, they were fine with that because the schedule was incredibly tough and they thought that they were playing at a competitive level. They just, again, they weren't winning games, which when you have a bunch of 19, 20, 21 year olds against grown men in the NBA, especially the best teams in the NBA on the road, you're not going to win. That's just, that's just how this is. And so they did not win. And then they went through that stretch late November, early December, where they did start winning some games. But then the problem that you had, there was basically that 30 game stretch from the middle of December, really through, I guess, right past the all-star break where they were really bad and far too often they looked uncompetitive and it was just, a, it was just bad. And that's when you started getting all the stories from John Wall and some of the other things about how the organization's a clown show. And it kind of kept going on and on and on. And Kevin Porter Jr. got hurt around that same time. And that's when things really started to go off the rails. And I think that probably sealed Silas's fate. Um, the fact that they weren't better during that stretch 
probably did Silas in. But at the same time, had they really thought that he was the coach for them moving forward, they probably would have picked up his option before the season started or even talked about an extension because, they, again, they knew what the season was going to be. It's not like they were going to come out and win 40 games and shock the world and make the playoffs and go on some magical run. That was never going to be in the cards. They knew the season was going to be what what it has become. Now somebody's got to take the hit, and it looks like it's going to be Silas. And, you know, that's just the business. That's just how this works. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we will see what happens. I'm I'm curious. Do we feel like they have like an answer or a like an idea for like I know we've heard talk about Nick Nurse and there's rumors out there um, that you can find. But I mean, the the thing for me is always like when you get rid of a guy, I always want to feel like I have a a good idea for who the replacements might be. And I'm not sure that I do. I know Ime Adoka is somebody that is on like folks' wish list, but there's a lot of controversy there with how things ended in Boston. What would you like? What what direction would you think that the Rockets might go in for a head coach if they do what we think that they're going to do? And that's part ways with Silas. Let, let's hold off on that because I don't. You know, I, I have kind of a feeling, but okay. I, I let, let's because we can make a whole episode out of that. You know, yeah. next week. So Fair let's. Enough. Fair enough. Because I, I do know, and you've seen some names out there, and I think that those names are pretty accurate with the direction that they will look to go, assuming they do what we expect um, after the season ends on Sunday and, and they let Silas go. So the names that have been out there are some names that I have heard. There are some other names that you know I think should probably be considered. But let's get into that on on Sunday or Monday once we really once we get the actual news. I don't I don't want to start replacing a coach who still has a job just yet. Yeah. Yeah, well, let, let's call it let's call it this. That is what we call a tease. 